This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. After that, we can start Silichod now. <laughs> so just to conclude real quick, I'd like to just sum up uh, what we learned tonight from all the rabbis. Firstly, I was once walking into the mirror. I was walking, I was, I was single, and at the time, I walked into the Mir Yeshiva. And the one on Ocean Parkway in, uh, and Avenue R. As I'm there, I see the, one of the Rosh Yeshivas, he's going to give a, a, a derush on Shabbat Shuvah. So you say to yourself, okay, what are you speaking about? What is, we're talking about the, one of the Rosh Yeshivas, his name was Elia Burni. He, he was speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, like, I'm, I'm seeing a guy, I'm sitting there, saying, what are you going to tell us on Shabbat, Shuvah, how do we, Zohar in the Deen, how do we this? And he gets up there and he says like this. He says, Kol al midotav, kol peshav. Now let me explain. There was once a guy, he, uh, he came into the shul, the Gabai, there was the Gabai that was in charge, and he's booking the seats for everybody. So he books a seat, and he realized, you know, there's, there's limited seats in the shul. You got your seat, you got your seat. He realizes that for that night, a guy comes in and he says, wait, wait, where's my seat? Oh, that's the seat that I paid for? Okay, good. Then he realizes on the same map, really, another guy says, no, this is my seat. So he realized that the same seat he booked twice, meaning two people paid for the same seat. And now they're going to the Gabai. What'd you do? Where's my seat? This is my seat? Or it's his seat? Is it my seat or is it his seat? What's going on? So that night, they had another seat. So they, they sat. But the next morning, there's going to be a problem. Everybody's coming to shul. There's no seats. That night, listen what happened. That night, he has a dream. One of the, one of the two guys has a dream. What's he seeing in his dream? He sees there's caravans. All these caravans. Gorgeous white caravans. And he says, what is this? He says... It's Rosh Hashanah tonight. These are all your mitzvot you did this past year. And he's so happy and he's sitting there. Hadid, I'm going to have the best year this year. Wow, I'll be Okay, the dream doesn't end. Because two seconds later, he sees all black caravans. He says, wait, it was white two seconds ago. Why did they turn to black? He says, Habibi, you're not understanding. If you do sins, we wait on the scale. That's the way it works, right? Uh, what's considered a rasha? What's considered tzaddik? The Rambam says, very famously, what do you do? You put the avirot on one scale, you put the mitzvot on one scale, and if the mitzvot outweigh the avirot, tzaddik. Nechtam l'chaim right away. If has v'shalom, the opposite. If, if the more avirot go on the, 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 the mitzvot, rasha. That, that's the way it works. So now he's waiting there, he's seeing what's going on, he sees these black things, he sees one and another one, like, and another one, and another one. How many black caravans is going on? He's flipping out, what's going on? And the scale goes, wow, to the Avirot sky. Now he's sitting there, he's like, holy, what am I going to do? Okay, uh, this is a Rasha. They're writing him Rasha, sign the books. Right before they're about to sign the Rasha, sign the books, another angel comes in, wait, wait. So who are you? He says, I'm the angel, all the wajaras, all the, 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 the nonsense that happened to him. Uh, he, he couldn't find the parking, and he got into an accident, and this happened, and that happened, a million things. We wait on the scale. That's only fair. Kaparat Yisurim. 
That's what it is. That's only fair. So, okay, fine, yalla. We'll put you on the scale. They put him on the scale. Now the scale's uh, weighing almost 50-50. They're not sure. Yeah, yeah, which one? And it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All of a sudden, the shaman, they say, we need a scoot. Anything scoot. Anything. I see his pray. He's in his dream. He's like, I need a scoot. Give me a scoot. Give me a scoot. And then, Allah Malach says, oh, the chair. The chair. He's thinking, what the chair? What's the chair? What's going on? It says, Kol midotav kol peshav. If you let go, Hashem will let go. If you let go inside and you say, I- I'm letting go. I have full rights over this chair. But you know what? I'll give it to my friend anyway. Hashem will mevater for you. It's true. If that's what it says in Chazal, if that's what the rabbi says, it's true. The other day, I'm sitting down. I always have these barbershop stories, by the way, but it's true. This is what happened on Friday. I can ask Steve the barber. This is exactly what happened. I'm sitting there, and there's a guy that comes right after me, and he tells me, Rabbi, I have to share with you a story. I say, what's your story? He says, there's a house for sale across the street from me. So all I do, I go around the block. I go, you know, the people that's going to look interested. I go to him, go to him, go to him. I say, listen, guys, um, I don't want to start a bidding war. So I'm telling you from now, this is what I'm paying. I think it's a very high price. Do you all agree? They're like, yeah, we all agree. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty high price. If that price, yeah, I'm, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So great. So now he's going to buy the house. What happens? He realizes that one of the guys that was in the group heard his bid, took it, outbid him, and bought the house. He says, and this is my friend. He tells me, and this is my friend. So I said, so what are you doing about it? He said, I'm looking at the Gemara that says, I have I had full rights. What should I do? What should I do? And I let go, and I and I and I ah. Uh, so automatically, what happens is midah kenegi midah. It's true. I'm telling you. Why am I telling you? I need hezuk for myself. I'll tell you what happened. I went one time. Somebody, whatever. I, I trusted somebody for something. Uh, 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 I trusted somebody for something. He messed me up so bad. I'm not even joking. So I was like, how could I? I'm thinking to myself, how could I mevatir? How could I let this go? How is it possible? I know what he did to me. He did this. And everything was a domino effect. Okay, I'll give you another shot. Boom, he messed up again. I'll give you another shot. He messed up again. I'll give you another shot. He messed up again. Dachilak, what's going on? And then I realized that this is exactly what it is. How many times we mess up and we say, Hashem, sorry, 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 sorry. Hashem says, listen, you want to say sorry a hundred times? You want me to forgive? So forgive my child that did wrong to you. That's the way it works. Forgive my child because you know what? I'll never forget this story in my life. There was one time somebody did something very, very wrong to somebody else. And they called me up and said, Rabbi, I need your help. I said, what's the matter? I said, this is what's going on. I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G all the way to Z to this guy. I said, yeah, and? And I asked him, Mehila, and he won't forgive me, and it's before Kippur. I said, well, do what it says. Go with three people, there's that. I said, Rabbi, that guy is not budging. He knows the halakha. He doesn't even want to even take my call or take my visit, you know. I'm trying to go with the three guys and he doesn't, I know this guy. He's one of those guys where like, you know, I'm oh, sorry, I, my phone was off. I, I didn't get your message. You know, like, what should I do? Who's going to be? So I said, who's the guy? He gives me his name. I call him up. I call him up. I said, listen, how you doing? I know this guy did something very bad to you. Say, Rabbi, how'd you know? I was like, because he told me everything he did. And, and if it was me, I don't know if I would be able to have mochel. But I, know. I was like, yeah, Rabbi, I'm not being mochelim. I'm not being mochelim. I said, listen to me, something. I said, what? He says, I tell him, let me tell you something. There's going to be a din v'heshbon. 
a, a, a life or death situation that's going to be on, on Kippur. Let me explain to you something. I tell them that do you want your... Think about it. If you have a hakbada, if you have a hakbada, meaning if you're holding a grudge, what's going to happen is this guy is going into Kippur with your grudge. You know what that means? That means because because of you, it could be because of your grudge that you're holding on so tight, it could be that you could affect another Jew's din v'cheshbon. And if that's the case, guess what? That's Hashem's child. And Hashem goes back and says, who, who had a grudge on you? You're right, he has a din v'cheshbon. But who held that grudge? And he's this guy, it's you? You can't be mochel? Hashem is saying, be mochelim, I'll be mochel you. You hear what's going on over here? You hear how important it is? A lady called me up right before Rosh Hashanah. What happened? My son took a flight to Israel. He said, this, 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 that. He, he wanted to stay in learning. I said, no, go this. He says, no. He took a flight out. He left. I don't know what to do. I'm going, I don't know what to do. I said, how, how, how fast is it? It's, he could take a flight tonight. And get be here before Rosh Hashanah. And my husband bought him a seat right next to him in shul. And I cooked him the favorite dish. And he called me. He says, Ma, I'm in Israel. You don't want, you didn't want me to learn Torah? I'm going to come and show you. I'm going to learn Torah. I was like, listen, do you love your son? Yes or not? He said, Rabbi, I love my son. As if he comes back, would you let him learn in, 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 in Brooklyn? He says, yes, I'll let him learn full time. Just get my son back. I said, I'll tell you the truth. It's like you have 24 hours before Rosh Hashanah. This, tonight's the only last flight. I don't think he'll logistically come back. Right now. Maybe he'll come back after, but right now, no. I was like, let me ask you, are you upset? He's like, Rabbi, I'm fuming. I said, listen to me. This is what you do. This is what I told her. I said, this is what you do. Listen to me very carefully. Call your son and tell him you have my beracha. So, Rabbi, how can I do it? He doesn't have my beracha. I said, listen to me very carefully. If he doesn't have your beracha, what's going to happen is there's a judgment day. Rosh Hashanah, they're judging a person. And you know what's going to happen in his case? They're going to open up and they're going to see this guy's mother is holding a grudge. Oh my goodness. The whole, I told her, I can promise you, the whole din v'hashbon is a different din v'hashbon. You want that for your son? Yes or no? He's like, no. He's like, I'm, so he calls him right now. He says, my dear son, I give you Merakha, we'll deal with it after. Have a wonderful Rosh Hashanah. Is that true story? It happened this year. Guess what? He took a flight that night. He was back home for Rosh Hashanah. He's, in, he's going to Kolel. He's really going to Kolel. But he came back. So what happened? Because a person has to understand, we don't want to hold grudges right before we go to sleep. You know what we say every morning before we go to sleep? Anybody know? Before we go to sleep, every night, every night before we go to sleep. You know, you know how hard that is? If nobody did anything wrong, if, if you're in this room and nobody really did anything wrong, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but if somebody did something wrong to you, you you're holding back, why should I forgive this guy? For what? And then you say, wait, I'll forgive this guy. You know why what's going to forgive him? Because God forgives. He comes back. He apologizes. Even if he doesn't apologize, halas, let it go. Bechavod, no problem. You know why? Because we're not perfect. We're not perfect. And Akadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll be mochel you. We need Hashem's mercy more than ever. That's one. Two. It's very, very important to eat. 
tomorrow. It says that if a person eats a sigulala panasa, it's brought down. Sadiqim say, if you eat tomorrow, you know, they say the go and Vilna would have a, they would eat, have a sucking candy all day, he would eat. It was, it was the most amazing thing. He would have a sucking candy. What's going on over here? Why is it so important to eat tomorrow? And the, the, the tour, the tour says in Midrash, you know a story about a guy, he went to the fish market. This is what the tour says. Listen to what he says. Amazing story. He says, the tour says, the guy went to the fish market. And what happened to the fish market? He went, he took out a gold coin. And uh, he sees another guy, uh, the mayor, the, the, the gabai of the mayor. How do you say the guy in charge next to the mayor? Does he a name or no? Huh? Deputy. Deputy, whatever it is. The deputy of the mayor, whatever it is. He comes in and he comes into the fish store and he's going, he's going to, to buy the fish. So what happens? They see there's only one fish. He says, oh, what should I do? He says, listen, there's only one fish? Okay, two golden coins. The guy says, three, four, five. It came up to five golden coins and the Jewish guy won. The mayor, and, and he got the fish. The, may, the, guy, the deputy goes back to the mayor. Says, what happened over here? What happened over here? He says, let me tell you. He says, what happened was, uh, this Jewish guy, he came, he bought it over me. He said, he must be a rich guy. Call him over. Now, he got it. He says, why'd you buy it? What do you do? He said, I'm a tailor. How much money do you make? Not so much. So why'd you buy it for five golden coins? Says mitzvah, eat uh, kippur, and I would do anything for my God, and this is what He wants me to do, and I'm having the best delicacies, and this is what I'm doing. Says, wow, okay, very nice. He lets him go. He takes the fish. He opens up the fish. He sees a gold, a, a diamond that be, with this diamond, Tur brings it down from the midrash. With this diamond, he was able to support himself for the rest of his life. From here, that tzaddikim says, you see what it is to eat erev yom kippur. What, the question is, why? Why is it so important to eat Erev Kippur? Big deal. So don't eat. Why is it so important? You ready? Three reasons that Abed Rina says. First, because we have to trust God that He's going to forgive our sins. So we're so happy. We're so happy. Imagine another 12 hours. We're about to go the night of Kippur. We're about to go and have a Kaparat Avonot. So what do we do? We have to celebrate. How do we celebrate? Eat all day. I'm so happy. My avonot are going to be And it's the happiest day ever. And I'm going to eat. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to enjoy. I can't wait. Second reason. Second reason, he says, because really, Yom Kippur is a holiday. And you're never allowed to fast on a holiday. It's a suit to fast on a holiday. So therefore, what do we do? We say, Hashem, but you told us to fast. So what do we do? We're going to eat before and let it be as if we're eating before. That will be the eating of the Yom Tov. The third Rabbi Yonah says, you know why? To have kawach, to have strength to do teshuvah. You need, you need kawach to do teshuvah? Do you, need, do you need strength to do teshuvah? Yeah, have kawach to do teshuvah. Have strength to do teshuvah. Yes. Because Rabbi Yonah, I'm trying to tell you something. Kippur, I always say this, but it's so, so true. Kippur is a day, it's so holy I said this once, the Mekubalim say that after Adam Arishon with the Chet, he says even the earth got cursed. And Mekubalim say that the earth got cursed, that's why the Gemara in Mesech Shabbat, he says, sell even a, a walls in the house in order to buy a pair of shoes. Don't let your, don't let your feet touch, the, touch the, t- the, the earth. But, he says, by the Bet HaMikdash, they walk no shoes. Why? The Kedusha is so great, so great. He says, on Yom Kippur, you don't have to wear shoes. Why? We're not in leather. Why? Because the Kedusha is so great. The Sami bells, they say that he would go outside after Kippur and he would just breathe in the air. 
Ay. Ay. He says, Rabbi, is everything okay? What are you doing? He says, this is the Gdusha of Kippur. How can't you not breathe the air? And everybody feels it. Everybody feels it. And he has to have the koach to stand up in front of Hashem. Like Rabbi Nikesh was saying, that if you don't know the vidui in Hebrew, you're saying, I sinned on this, I sinned on that, and you don't even know what he's saying. The guy, the whole vidui, da, 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 da. But he doesn't know what he's saying. What are you doing? You, you, you're talking to God right now. Say it in English. Say the vidui, the actual hatanu, you know where it says, oh, I did this, and I did that, and I did that. You could say that in English, in that situation. While you're talking to God, it says, forgive me. You have to admit your sin. You have to say, God, I don't want to sin anymore. I want to come back to you. That's all I want in life. What is there in life anyway? Is there anything else but Hashem? Really? Take it anyway. I always say this. I always say, who has a better life? Forget, the, of course, the next world is tremendous, and gonna add in, and all about. We believe when we know and it's going to be the craziest and you take all the pleasures in this world and it doesn't even equal up from the beginning of Adam Rishon until the end it doesn't even go up to one one, one sniff of the outside waiting room of Gan Eden that's Olam Abba but think about Olam Azeh even this world this world who has a better life a guy at Asha he's going doing the biggest Averot or the Sadiq he's with God 24-7 I could swear promise go take any Sadiq go see what's going on he, he has the greatest life. Why? Because he's connected to the, to the real source of life. And what is that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's the real source of life? It's Hashem. That's all we have. David HaMelech says, Vani kirvat Elohim li tov. What's good? David had everything. What's good? What's good? Is my closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what's good. And guess what? When a person sins, heaven forbid, that relationship you know, everybody's, everybody, when we ask Mehila, Hatanu, Hatanu, so, so it's very good to, we want to get a, away the sin in order not to get punished. But there's a little bit more Kavanah that we have to have. You know what that is? I want to get away the sin so my relationship with Hashem comes back 100%. You understand? You understand? That's what it is. And that's why it says, Chishuva Magad Akisei Kavod. Chuva goes so high up until the Kisikavod. What does that mean? Chuva. Well, who cares where it goes? No! Because we're trying to show when you do the Chuva and you go all the way to the highest, you know what happens at that moment? At that moment, you're so connected with Akadosh Baruch It goes there, your relationship with Hashem comes back. And He loves you more than ever. And the Rambam says that even if the guy was whatever he was doing, he comes back to Hashem. Don't think that he's far off from being tzaddik, like the Tzaddikim, like Hashem loves the Tzaddikim. He loves you too. And therefore, Rabotai, we have to get serious. We have a few hours left. And I said it in the Seudah Shlishi this, this afternoon. Some of Hashim explained that the reason why we have Elul, Rosh Hashanah, is all for this day of Yom Kippur. It's the highest level. It's the day that we got Mechilas, Kapara. It's the day that we got Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the second Luchot. And therefore, we have to leave our our ways, any bad ways, just leave him. Just leave him. Because Hashem, let me, let me end off with this. Hashem created the world. He knows what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. And if He said, this is bad, don't do this sin, even though you might have a pleasure and a lust to do it, you have to know, Hashem loves you more than, more than you love yourself. And He created this world. And He knows what's better for you. So if He says, stay away, so what are we going to do? Stay away. And if He tells you this is good, 
Even though it's hard, maybe, we say, if this is good, this is what I want. And like that, we build our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And like that, we build a true teshuvah. And like that, we'll have a kaparat avonot. And we'll go in Yom Kippur with finished in. I want to just finish off with this. We always say, and I said it, I know I said this in the Sudashi also, right before. We say, Baruch This is very famous, but I love it. When do we say, Baruch When we go in, when? When we're on a full stomach. What do we say out loud, right? What do we say? The night of Kippur, the day of Kippur, Shibaruch Shem Kibumadulmeid. We say it out loud. What do you mean? You just finished Seudah tomorrow night in a few hours when we pray our beat, we're going to scream, Baruch Shem Kibumadulmeid. Because we're like angels. You're an angel? You just had a watermelon, you just had a whole Seudah. That's an angel? If anything, I would say at the end, when Kippur is finished, we're doing our beat, we should say, Baruch Shem Kibumadulmeid over there. But then we don't say that. Our beat, after we finish Kippur, what do we say? Lo, Marushim Kamalad. Why? If that, I'm the biggest angel then. You know why? You know why? Because about the mindset. Where do you want to be? When you're entering Kippur, even though with your full stomach, what are you thinking about? Kippur, Hashem, Kippur. At the end, the Kippur is over. What is everything? When's the fast over, Rabbi? Let's go fast. I got to eat. Go, let's go, let's go. So the mindset is a different mindset. And therefore, a person has to understand it's all in the mindset. Our minds have to be right now. You have to be mindset. All I want to do in life is serve Hashem. That's all I want in my life. All I want in my life is to serve Hashem. And whatever it is that I can get to serve Hashem, that's what I will get. Because that is life. What's life? That's life. Life is clinging to Hashem. And when you do that, you really have life. School Shem in the morning mode. She be written the book of life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.